Welcome to an episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode 55, and I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me, Sunday night edition, Mr. Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Great. Thanks for having me back. Nice little Bucks win today over the over the seas. Uh, unexpected Bucks win, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, I was a guest on Talking in the Driveway podcast, and they're kind of out of the East coast. And, you know, they asked me what I thought about the Bucks Cause it was right about the time the bucks were getting ready to close out the bulls in the last round. And I said, man, looking at what the Celtics did to the nets. And I know the nets had some things, but whenever you got Durant, so you can always win a game, you can always win right? a game. And, you know, for the Celtics to handle the nets, they did. And the bucks without Middleton, I was like, I don't know. That's going to be, it's going to be a series. Mm-hmm. Bucks look damn good today, and they didn't play perfect either. They just look better than the Celtics. Scary good. Um, I'm. I mean, Boston's going to come out game two. I mean, they have to, right? You yep. go down two zero, and then you got to play two on the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We looked like so. Y- I just need to say it, Giannis. I love Giannis, man. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> well, and the Celtics just looked too little down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They were getting babied. (laughs) (laughs) So does it worry you in like a full game, like a full seven game series without Chris Middleton? Oh, of course. Like dude's an all-star. He's a solid number two option. Like he is a nice plan to have when Giannis has those games, which he always does, Mm -hmm. where he picks up three charging fouls in the first half. He's got six turnovers and he doesn't get it going. It's always nice to have Middleton there just to kind of settle everybody down. And Middleton can still go off for fifty. Like he doesn't do it very often. No, he is he is the second option on this team, but he can do it. Especially last year, you think about like how Middleton at the end of that game six, he kind of took the ball and like he was the guy was to him. take the shot. Exactly. Um. So I, I mean, yeah, there's so much to love, and especially in Milwaukee after like so many dark years in Milwaukee yeah. to get these now like back to back years of. You know, Milwaukee won last year. This year, I don't know. I watched a little bit of the pregame. No one, like Jason Williams, like from ESPN, like no one was giving the Bucks a chance. Did you see, did you see Stephen A uh, switched his pick at halftime? Oh, <laughs> did he initially pick Boston? Yeah, he's like Boston in seven. And then after the first half, he's like Bucks in six. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he saw he saw enough in 24 minutes that he's like, nope, I'm no. off this bandwagon. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's why they pay him 12 million dollars a year. Uh, must be nice to to pick like pick something, see that it's not working halfway through, and be like, actually. I know. Then the Celtics will come out, win game two by 20, and they'll yep. be back to Celtics in seven. Yep. I can't wait to see what the TNT crew. I love those guys so much. Uh, do you see Barkley doesn't, he's not going to re or the thought is that he's not going to re-sign his next contract? Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> what do you say? He's like, I don't want to be old and die behind this desk. So he's yeah. like, he's got more money than God. He's just going to retire. Dude, that set God, with him and Shaq is, is it, did you hear 
he's talking about banging dudes yeah. down low. Yeah. When, and when, and when Shaq is like a you. sixth grader. He can't hold his laugh. And poor and Ernie. Ernie Ernie's, <laughs> Ernie's the only professional in that, yes. that crew. And he's got to try and like go to commercial break because these two knuckleheads are, are dying, dying laughing. All three are clowns because even Kenny, <laughs> right? Like he always does his like, like he runs to the back of the screen yeah. during the playoffs. I don't know if you, like I'm, I'm sure you, it seems like you watch it enough. They like will race <laughs> Kenny sometimes or like as soon as Kenny makes a move, like <laughs> Chuck or Shaq will try and race him just to like get to the screen before. Oh my God. That is the best, most electric halftime show out of any halftime show. I would watch those guys talk about paint drying. Y- yep. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. What I want to know is like, okay, the show's over. Those guys have a couple drinks. Yes. What is that? What does that yeah. conversation turn to? Oh, so good. To dude. be a fly on those walls. So Shaq, Chuck, and I guess Kenny or Ernie. If you could have a drink with one of them. Charles Barkley. Barkley. Not even close. Really? My favorite Charles Barkley story <laughs> is when he got arrested for assault. He threw a guy out of a window. And then he's in front of the... What? Ju- yeah. So he grabbed a guy, threw him through a glass window. And the judge in his case was like, Mr. Barkley, do you have any regrets? This is in a courtroom. Charles Barkley goes, yeah, that it was on the first floor. (laughs) (laughs) This is when he still played football? Yeah. Or basketball? Yeah, I think he was playing with the Suns. Oh, my God. Like threw a guy out of a nightclub or something, and it was like on the first floor, but yeah. (laughs) And you would never guess, because like he never, when does he get mad on the show, right? Like he's always like a good What does he have to be mad about? It's a good point. Yeah. He's a legend. Chuck, interesting. I think I'm going Shaq. Hmm. I would just love to play around a round of golf with Charles Barkley. <laughs> He's gotten better. He cleaned up his swing. Oh, I'm not even talking about the golf game itself. Like just to spend four and a half hours and listen to yeah. that guy tell stories. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so early prediction. What do you got? Bucks Celtics series. Hmm. I'm going to go with some recency bias here. I think they look good. Boston looked outmatched. I think Boston hit 23s today, and they still lost by double digits. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bucks and five. Oh, really? They close in Boston? No, uh, Yes, on the road. I'm going Bucks and six. Everybody goes Bucks and six. I'm, I'm, I mean, yes, but also, <laughs> right, this pains me to say it. I'm not confident about game two. I'm worried about game two. Yeah. Um, I think Brad Stevens is an awesome coach. I think he He's not still there. Who's the Brad coach? Stevens is now in the front office. It's Ooh. um Oh, yeah, Silver like he has the dude with the gray hair, right? Uh yeah, he's like Hold on. If you said his name, shit. Well, I feel dumb. Yeah, Stevens got bumped up. Ima Aduka? Mm. Uh Excuse me? I think that's his name. Yeah, currently the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Hmm. Ime Aduka. Hopefully I'm I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds like you are. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is to us, right? Wow. Okay. Um, well, never mind. I was going to say He's Brent. Nigerian. What? Played with the Kings and the Spurs for a year each. 44. Have you ever heard of this guy before? No. Mm. Head coach since 2021. This is his first year. Wow. He was uh, with the Nets last year as an assistant. Okay. Dude, he's only been a coach in the NBA for two years. And he's already a head coach in Boston. Of the Celtics. Wow. Yeah. That guy knows someone, right? Like there's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Good for him. Well, never mind. And there's a two seed. I was going to say there's, I mean, Brad Stevens is great, like, head coach, and he's great at adjustments. Can't say that. <laughs> because about, you don't know who this yeah, is. Yeah, no clue. Um, just right. Boston's defense worries me. So we got we got the Bucks winning. Mm-hmm. What do you like in that other series with Embiid out? Uh, yeah. Indefinitely. His, f- his face is broken. Yeah. He's got them bitch or orbital bones <laughs> yeah right you're just gonna have to wear a mask so like okay the, so the orbital bone eye bone mm-hmm. like is that like a one game thing a two game thing i don't like I'm, I'm sure your face hurts but you can play with a hurt face can't exactly you? and like you just it's the mask you, yeah you gotta like imagine not wearing a mask all year and then like now in a playoff game you gotta wear this thing that's like over your face dude bobby portis with the glasses is killing it dude he should have <laughs> yeah, been wearing those for years dude it just like zones him right in yeah maybe he's got like those google smart glasses <laughs> they're like telling him they got an algorithm yeah. like pass it here shoot with this, this much force yes <laughs> but um, like in beads like it says indefinitely i mean he had a minor concussion and a broken orbital bone but that's like what like i think a he, week right so like whenever he comes out of concussion protocol you gotta expect the dude to play just with a mask yeah. Uh, but even so, that's, oh, man, can the Sixers catch a break? Optim, uh, optimism that he can return by game three or game four. Ooh, okay. What's that series at? Is it one nothing? One, yeah, one oh. Miami? I believe so. Woof. So who do you like out of that series? Um, <clears throat> I mean, Without Embiid for two games, that's tough. Uh, I would have said Sixers if they're healthy. I like Harden. I like Embiid. They Sixers have some drama in the in the locker room that worries me. I feel but like they always have drama every time, and it's new players too. Like there was just some drama about Embiid and Harden, and how like Harden needs to get his shot down. And it was I I don't know I think the media was making it seem like so that series has not started yet. What that series starts tomorrow? Who played yesterday? Who played on Saturday? Literally nobody. No games on this date. So today kicked off the semifinals. (coughs) Semifinals. Warriors beat the Grizzlies. That's a good game too. Oh, what's that? That was the game after the Bucks. No, that's not the game I'm thinking of. Never mind. Was was there a late game on Friday? Yeah, it was that Timberwolves-Grizzlies series. Okay, maybe that's the game I'm thinking of. Hmm. Well, regardless, wow. 
Uh, if you were to if you were to ask me, I think Embiid healthy Sixers win that series. Embiid out for two games, possibly more. Miami. Hmm. What about you? You know that so Miami's the one seed. Yep. Sixers are the four seed. They only finished a, two games apart. Yeah. Cluster in the East. Mm-hmm. I just, Miami, like, well, Miami just doesn't, like, scare me, which but, means, Butler's that, killing which it. means Miami will probably win in six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. That's about the extent of my basketball knowledge. <laughs> That's fair. So, <laughs> without sounding like a complete idiot. Yeah. Um, should we transition? Yeah, let's talk some football. Cool. Uh, you had a big weekend. I did. Draft weekend. Draft weekend. Should we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, this was, I think, the very first year I did not miss a pick. I mm-hmm. watched pick one to pick 262. You've never done that. No, because usually like Saturday, like once you get to the fourth, seventh round, your casual fans never heard of these guys. Like the guy who was drafted from, what's that school? I don't even, Le- Leroyne Ryan or something like like Who's heard of that guy before, the, right? No, yeah. Um, so, you know, you're these guys that were getting drafted yesterday, a lot of them are going to be special teamers, hoping just to stick on a roster for, you know, a few years. Some of them will turn to stars, no doubt. But, you know, the casual fan, like once you get into day three, it's, it's probably a little bit hard to watch all of it. Plus, it went from 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. That's a long day. Seven hours mm-hmm. of, um, you know, watching highlights and people read uh, names off cards. But uh, this year I did it, obviously keeping track on things. I had a couple guys that I thought had a real outside shot of going in the seventh. And I mean real outside, like one in a thousand. But mm-hmm. they had some interest from some teams, so I was you know, paying attention to those teams. Who were they drafting? What positions were they picking? Those types of things. <clears throat> um, obviously none of them ended up getting drafted. And then the minute that draft, that last pick comes in, pick 262, Mr. Irrelevant, who this year was Brock Purdy, quarterback from Iowa State, once that pick comes in, it's like the Wild West. Like teams hit the phone immediately. They're trying to sign guys as undrafted free agents. And unfortunately for me, the phone was was pretty quiet. Um, I ended up having one client, Elijah Reed, safety, South Dakota. He's going to head, he's heading to the jets for mini camp this next week. Um, everybody else, I'm still kind of looking for a home. Um, and I got some interest in some of those guys. So hopefully over the next couple of days, I can update everybody and tell you where they're going to land. Um, but yeah, it's, it happened so quick. And when I really dove into it, because the, the guys I represent have a lot of talent, but when I really dove into it, last year with COVID, I think they only had 650 guys come out. So if you figure 250 to 270 of those guys were drafted, probably another two to 300 were picked up as undrafted free agents. Like if you came out last year, you had a very good shot of at least getting to camp because mm-hmm. there weren't that many people coming out. But then with the extra COVID year, that number is over 2,000 this year. Oh, wow. There's over 1,700 players who have agents. So, like, if you are one of those 1,700 people, like, only 15% of that population was drafted. 
there were some huge names that I was surprised not to see get drafted. Jack Sanborn, middle linebacker for the Badgers, did not get picked, did not get drafted. He got picked up with the Bears, I think. Um, Isaiah Weston, wide receiver from Northern Iowa, who I was really high on, did not get drafted. So you're like kind of watching this and you're like, there's a lot of talent. There's going to be in this class, there's not a doubt in my mind, like there's going to be a guy in two, three years that's going to be on a team that we're like, wow, how did that guy not get drafted? Sure. <clears throat> Just because this class is so deep. Unfortunately, that means as you get into further down those lists, it pushes everyone, it pushes down. everyone down. And um, those spots, they fill up quick. Teams have targeted lists. A lot of times undrafted deals are quote unquote agreed to before they happen. So like, it's like it's like when free agency opens and like two minutes later someone yeah, signed a deal. Breaking it's like, news. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. oh yeah, we made this decision yeah. literally in 120 seconds. And we reviewed the contracts, everything's great, we signed. Yep. You know. Um, but that's just the way the world works. Um so, you know, congrats to all those guys that did hear their name called, even if you were picked number two fifty eight, because you're fifteen percent you're top fifteen percent of your class. Mm-hmm. Um and the guys that got picked up afterwards, again, congrats. And like I said, luckily luckily for me, I got one guy that's still gonna be playing. He's going to camp this next weekend with the Jets. And we'll see what happens. Um That's exciting. He gets an opportunity to at least play for another weekend and maybe make a roster out there in New York. And like I said, I got a couple other guys that, you know, I'm still working for, I'm still hammering the phones and who knows, maybe someone drops out, maybe another team gets some late interest, whatever it might be. Um, How does minicamp work? So every team, right after the draft, either the first weekend or the second weekend, depending on the team, they can bring in their rookie class. So mm-hmm. it's everybody they drafted, all the guys they signed undrafted, and then they have, you know, tryout players, guys they're bringing in just for the workout and, you know, maybe see something in them. So there'll be probably between – 30 to maybe 60 guys per team depending on how big teams want those camps to be and it'll just be rookies and they'll run through drills they'll you know do some basic play concepts just trying to get a sense for what they have get them familiar with the building introduce them to the coaching staff um, all of those different things so that's what goes on at camp and then you know, like anything else, there'll be a round of cutdowns, and you know, heading into the summer, teams will have their ninety-man rosters in place, which is what uh, teams will go into a training camp, and that'll kind of be the final roster until they start making cutdowns to get to the fifty-three-man roster in the fall. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Um, sorry, your your facial hair threw me off. I didn't notice you it. You just until noticed now. it right now. Yep. Um, our. <laughs> I'm just taken aback a little bit. Um, I listened to everything you said. So like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've been here in this house uh-huh. talking to me Oh yeah, for almost two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm just, uh, <laughs> it, it just hit me now. Uh, I'm just not used to you with any type of facial hair. Uh, okay. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> now I, now more I, on that later. Now I, <laughs> now I can feel you looking at my mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm now gonna finish out the podcast uh, with my back down. <laughs> I'm not just some piece of meat yeah, for you to right? Google at. That's my eyes are up here. <laughs> um. So okay. So regardless, someone still right. Elijah Reed yep. still still s- still still made it to the next step as an opportunity. 
Absolutely. So just just one more reason to like bet on yourself, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's exciting. So what does that mean like so for other agents or for you moving on or moving forward, right? You have a guy in mini camp. What are the next steps? Like what are you doing from here to summer to like the start like start of training camp yeah so for elijah he's working pretty much directly with the team so they'll set him up with a flight they'll set him up with a place to stay and then after his camp if he had a good enough camp you know at that point he'd be offered a contract and then it would be reviewing the contract making sure it's good signing it all that good stuff and then it's, you know, what does the team want from them? A lot of a lot of times they're going to want guys in their facility for their off-season training program. So, you know, being at the team facility, working with their strength and conditioning staff. Um, it's looking like the Jets are going to want him to maybe add a little bit of weight, maybe come down and play linebacker, you know. So he would probably be working with their nutritionist, getting up to speed, bulking up a little bit. Um, so he can come down and play in the box a little bit more often. Um, so he would have a very busy offseason just getting ready for camp because by the time he walks in in July, end of July, you know, he's probably going to have to add 10, 15, maybe 20 pounds, um, which there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that, and the Jets would obviously make sure that he does it the right way. Um, the uh, fr- free-range organic yeah cage freeway yeah six chicken breasts a day or whatever they got them yep. on yep here drink this shake <laughs> <laughs> you know all that good stuff um so that's what his summer would look like you know for me once the contract signed it would be kind of the the stuff behind the scenes like okay helping him find a place to live um being smart about it because you know once you find a spot to live like you don't want to sign a year lease because you're you might be done in August. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just like kind of find him a spot to live. You know, can you find a roommate? All those types of things. And then because once he gets a, the other thing too is once he gets to training camp, you know, a lot of times they'll house like the Packers, they'll house all their guys in the Norbert's dorms. Oh, sure. For the entire training camp. Um, so teams will kind of help you out there. But if he's going to be out in New York all summer, figuring New Jersey, I should say, figuring all that out. So, you know, helping with that type of stuff. Um, if he's lucky enough to make a roster, then it's, you know, serious, like find him spot to live, getting his stuff out there, all of those types of things. Um, what does it look like as an active contract going through all that? So there's, there's plenty to do if he makes it that far right now, we're just, I don't want to sound like Bill Belichick, but we're just focusing on this weekend, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're worried about, we're worried tomorrow. about, we're worried about mini camp, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully he's got a good camp. He, he's ready for it. He's prepared. Uh, he's excited for the opportunity. It was pretty cool to give him that call yesterday and say, hey, congrats, man. Like, yes, we have a long way to go, but at the same time, you should be very proud of yourself. Like, you're now a top percentage of all Division One football players. That's awesome. That, yeah, those those calls have to be some of the easier calls to make, right? Those are the better ones to have, yeah. You had to make some, some calls that weren't as easy? Yeah, I mean, right now it's... Um, just trying to stay patient. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know, being honest with them, what's going on. You know, hey, haven't heard much, but here's the teams I'm actively outreaching. I mean, now is where I earn 
my money, right? So mm-hmm. like the last two days I've been texting, emailing, calling, like doing Tweeting, whatever I whatever. can. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, I got this guy. Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Um, here's his here's his pro day results, you know, here's what he can do. Um you know, haven't had a ton of success. These like I said, these roster spots fill up pretty quick. Um, but at least if someone should drop out, at least I know that I put a bug in someone's ear that maybe they'll stand up for my client. Maybe I can get them a, a late invite. Um, so we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. But it's turns out it's really hard to make it in the NFL. So, uh, who would have thought, right? Well, I and you know I think back to like when I wasn't in this world. You know, you think about like the guys who get drafted in the first, second, third, fourth rounds, and you're like. They, they make it look so easy, and then when they don't play well in the NFL, you're like, God, how could you not play well? You know, we picked you in the second round. It's like, dude, these are the elite of – these are the uncommon amongst uncommon men, mm-hmm. the elite of the elite. And um, like I said, there's 1,800 people just in this draft class trying to fight for, I don't know, a couple hundred jobs. Mm-hmm. That's <clears> – <throat> It is crazy when you break it down in that way to think about it as, right, you have you get drafted and then you have to make a 90-man roster and then you have to make a 52-man roster. What it takes to ride a bench in the NFL. Yeah. Well, and like, or even like practice squad. It's an even, like an even better yeah. example. Like you're one of 12 guys on a practice squad like that's the very next best thing to being an active roster. You're one of 65 players on that team. Mm-hmm. Like to be just to be on a practice, like people think like oh practice squad is kind of it's like kind of like being the 15th man on an NBA bench. Mm-hmm. Like that person is still could walk into almost any gym in America and be better any than gym. everybody. Any gym, yeah. yes, outside of like an NBA facility. Like you play against D1 players, like you still stand out. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to class. I'm just working on my my profession. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, got to give these athletes credit just to get to this point's hard. And then to make it every step you go. Um, you know, you mentioned, so there, I think last year, I have it upstairs. I think last year there were 200 and I want to say like 90 undrafted free agents signed. That's a big deal. You're getting a little bit of money. You're on, you're pr- not guaranteed, but you're pretty much guaranteed a slot for training camp, which is a nice spot. But I think 40 of those guys made a day one roster. So the vast, vast majority of guys who even signed as undrafted free agents, they'll, they'll never see the field. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to break into this world and to stay there, which makes it, you know, makes things like what Tom Brady's been able to do or, you know, some of these superstars who have played in the NFL for 15 years. Like, that is, it just is even more impressive. Like the Frank Gores of the world. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Not, yeah, exa- Frank Gore's a perfect example because, like, quarterbacks, you don't get hit that often. You know, it, you can be less of an athlete, but, like, Frank Gore at a running back position, to do what he did for as long as he did it and to be as productive as he was doing it, is insane. Jerry yeah. Rice, another guy who played 20 years in the NFL. Yeah. At a wide receiver. So, God. I mean, yeah, it's tough, man. It's a tough business. You said 40 people made, or like, I think it was like 40 there. out of like 
43 out of like 290, I think. I'm doing math, but that's not my strong suit. You said 48? Yeah, 43. close enough, 43, but going off memory, I could be wrong. 15%? 15%, just under. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> life-changing weekend for for some um, for others like the grind continues right yeah and for others I mean they'll never hear their name called and they have choices to make unfortunately do you, do you try a different professional league do you go into the workforce go back to school those yeah tough those, decisions that yeah. that you know after this need to be made but would you rather so I guess I'll ask you this would would you have rather tried and gone through all of this process from, right, you might have a shot to play in the NFL. You're going to chase this dream. You're going to do everything that you can to make it a reality. And then you find, like, the day comes and you find out, like, your name didn't get called. Would you rather have loved and lost or never have even had a shot? Yeah, I mean, you got to try. If it's even a one, I mean, I think about it in the context of what I'm doing as an agent. Like it wasn't easy to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I if I would have stayed in my old career, I would have been very comfortable, you know, made good money. But I always would have wondered, like, what would have happened. Yep. At least now, if I flame out in three years and I don't land anybody who sticks it, and I can't, you know, make it in as the, I can't make it as a career at least I will have tried mm-hmm. and I won't have to regret, you know, not never having tried. So, or not even regret, right. Just like have that. What if yeah. in the back of your head, always planted. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be said for people like you. Um, and for anyone, right. That like went out this year, I think, uh, and didn't hear their name called or for whatever reason, like, I think, I think there's something to be said about like overcoming, adversity and like chasing like taking the path less traveled mm-hmm. to try and make something that you want um there's something to be said for people like well that. and you know the thing that you know i've told myself this weekend is like it's a conor mcgregor quote but i and i don't know where he got it from but it's you win or you learn you win or you learn so like okay this weekend was not nearly as successful as i had hoped Um, And I'm hoping it gets better over the coming weeks. And, you know, I'm doing my best for my clients and we'll see where that goes. But being now just over 24 hours removed from it, there were some some key takeaways, some learning experiences that will make me better at this next year. Mm -hmm. You know, so like... Of course. Understanding that, you know, these athletes what what can you take away if, if this truly is the end of your of your football playing days you know what can you take from football that translates to life mm-hmm. um you know hopefully you got your degree and now when you have to go get a you know a real job I'll call it you know how can you use what you learned in sport or this process to make you better because that's going to be huge and hopefully you get something out of that it's a great i mean great example i think a lot of a lot of those skills are translatable. Oh, for sure. If you look at, right, like... That's why people love sports. It's totally translatable to life. Discipline, structure, mm-hmm. 
right? Like a lot of respect, like, and then just like grinding. Yeah. Cause whether you're in sales or you're playing football, you're grinding. It's different type of grinding. It might be grinding on the phone or emails or whatever, as opposed to the weight room, but it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The work you put in, right? The grass yeah. is greener, not on the other side, but where you water it. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> Interesting. No, thank you for sharing that. I know I like exciting to have the easy conversations, but it's always, it's, it's just, it's unique to see the other side because I think that's the side that you don't see on ESPN. Yeah. You, you don't hear about the guys who had good careers that didn't sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, thank you for sharing. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Anything else about like, your experience draft like things that maybe you expected or didn't like or didn't expect that happened like just throughout your process not like about the draft or guys signed but just in general and it's okay if you didn't if um trying to think is there anything that surprised me like about the process about like reaching out to any like nfl teams like Having like entering discussions there, it, you always hear that the NFL is a cold business. But until you get into it, like I had some teams reaching out about certain players, and you know, kind of doing a, a small uh, recruiting pitch, like, "Hey, you know, we're interested in your guy. You know, this is what we're thinking." Blah 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 blah, and then like come time for like the draft to be over and them to sign free agents, like just crickets. And then you reach out and be like, Hey, is this still an opportunity? Like, well, I think we have some mutual interest and then just like not getting a response. Um, and, and like, I get it. They're, they're there to do their jobs. They're there to fill their rosters and they're going to go with who they believe is the best players available. But like, it's just weird to like have this open dialogue and then just, it's just gone. Poof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get yeah. ghosted. Gone. Um, that was hard, but but again, now I've learned, okay, like just because a team is showing interest doesn't really mean as much as it may show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, it's nice to get those phone calls, but if you're not hearing from two, three, four teams, you should still be on edge about what that means from an expectation standpoint. Um, as, as an athlete and, you know, as an agent, it's easy to, maybe easy to is not the right word. Uh, it's, you can buy into that. And I think you, you know, the biggest thing, and you kind of joked about it before we jumped on, but that quote from entourage, like control your client's expectations, (laughs) but you know, that is an important part. I mean, think about, there were four guys in the NFL green room for the draft that thought they were going to be picked day one. And some of those guys didn't get picked to the third round. Yeah. So like as an agent that puts you in a very awkward spot, a spot that quite honestly might get you fired. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling your client, Oh yeah, you're going to be first round pick. You're yeah. You, sh- you should go to Vegas. Yeah. Get your suit. You're going to be making 30 million this like over the next four years, like go do it. And they don't hear their name on day one. They don't hear their name till the end of day two. Like you are the one who signed off on that. Yeah. Like, and same thing. Like if you tell a guy, even like the middle rounds, like, Hey, I think 
yeah, yeah, you're gonna, I'm hearing third, fourth round, and then they don't go to the seventh. Now they're looking at you, even though you had nothing to do with it. And it could not even be your fault at all, right? For whatever reason, like they get another guy that falls, whatever the variable is. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, Interesting. Okay. And if you only have one team that's really you know aggressive on you, if that team goes a different direction, the other 31 teams aren't looking at you, like that's how guys slip. So, um, just kind of like learning those little nuances. We're like, yes, it's great that teams are reaching out, but are we getting two, three, four teams reaching out? Because that means there's probably something here where if it's just one team, that can be good. But if they go a different direction, now, now what? Yeah. So, kind of, you know, just learning that and then, you know, not that it helps the, the guys this year, but, you know, the guys for next year, you know, I'll be able to better manage that. Like, yes, this is good news, but mm-hmm. we need to be aware, you know, there's still this worst case scenario that's hanging out there. I have to be honest. This sounds entirely like dating. <laughs> it <laughs> like, kind of is. Like, oh, you have four in your pipeline, right? You have four NFL teams that, that you're possibly dating. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, like one NFL team can smell another NFL team. And mm-hmm. now you have like a bidding war. It's like the way yeah. that, like just even listening to you talk about it. But then if you only have one, you know, maybe maybe leverage. Like you <laughs> yeah. don't have the same leverage, right? So like then then maybe you can smell like getting desperate. I don't, maybe desperate is the wrong term to use, but like you only have one option and the other team might know that you only have one option. They might know, or, you know, it, they just, look, these teams have scouted, let's just look at the draft. Every team probably had between 150 to 200 guys that they put draftable grades on. The most picks in the draft, I think, was like 11 or 12. God. So, like, the Chiefs have 200 guys that they scouted. They give every guy a grade. And they rank them from one to two hundred, or however their draft board set up. Like, here's our first round grades, here's our second round grades. But they do all that work, so you know they're doing research on these two hundred guys. And the Chiefs made twelve picks. And then you take into account that you trade and you lose picks or you gain picks, and yeah, I mean you're just you. They do a ton of homework to pick twelve people, and then at the end of it, they're going to sign another fifteen. And then probably bring in our 20 or, you know, 25 into camp. So, like, wow. think about how many people they talk to, how many scouting reports they've written. I mean, they've probably written thousands of reports, and they narrow that list down to that 200. But so you just got to be careful what you're hearing and, you know, again, manage those expectations. I, I told almost all my guys, like, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, they weren't. It sucks not hearing your name. It sucks sitting around all day and then not hearing it. So I don't want to say that they're not frustrated because they are and you're watching guys get signed that you think are better than. That's tough to watch. Um, but, you know, we I tried to be honest with them, at least with what I have. And next year I will be better at that having gone through it. Just saying, like, okay, this is what this really means. Like, be prepared. <clears throat> I can even hear the hunger. Oh yeah, right. I'm ready to get after. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm ready for 2023. Not that I'm not not to mean that I'm not working on my guys this year, but you know, already looking to that draft class for 2023. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I don't have anything else, man. Just 
like draft wise just in general outside of like being an agent and like your guys thoughts initial reactions on um, the weekend no scandals so like for the nfl who has been yet. nothing but yes <laughs> nothing but news 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 and like hot take after like hot topic after like hot like news story nothing dude day one was crazy there were nine trades mm-hmm. and there were nine trades in the last 22 picks so like almost every other pick we were getting a trade and not just draft picks AJ Brown, yeah. now a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. Hollywood Brown, now an Arizona Cardinal. <laughs> Lamar Jackson tweeting, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe my fa- my favorite day one story was, and he didn't say what the fuck. He said WTF. But that was maybe my favorite <laughs> my favorite moment. Um, but think about like the long term ramifications that have. Now is he now? Now the Ravens got to deal with the Aaron Rodgers treatment because people are going to be asking him, like, "Oh, are you signing an extension? Are you happy?" Like now it's now it's Baltimore's turn to deal with all that circus. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, day one, I know people. I guess the ratings were down this year, but they still had, think about this. They had thirty million viewers on Thursday night. That is more That's, than yeah. any NBA playoff game. It's more than any major league baseball playoff game. To read names, to read off names, of and to watch highlights. Wow, that's the NFL is king. Oh, speaking of being king, did you see what Amazon is going to pay for no, Friday Black Friday football? But I saw the Goodell announcement of Thursday night football going to Amazon. Oh, they're getting all Thursday night games. That's what it. That's what it sounded like, but let me here. Let me double check. The only thing I saw was that they're trying to do a Friday night game, just for Black Friday. Mm. So Thanksgiving week, there is going to be a Black Friday football game. Amazon is reportedly paying between seventy to a hundred million dollars for that game alone. One game. One game. So if you want to know what an NFL game is worth, it's about seventy million dollars. Christ. Oh my God! Yeah, they are king. Anyway, back to the draft. Um, so I know that the ratings—I guess the ratings were down a touch. But you know what? I love this draft. I love that there was no consensus number one overall. I love that there were only one quarterback to go because it makes everything else more interesting. And the fact that we had nine trades up and down the board uh, just made it a ton of fun. And there were some teams that I really liked their draft. There were other teams that had some question marks i think uh, me and clemacki will break down the draft on thursday's episode but it was a ton of fun and like i said the big takeaway for the rest of the draft was just how deep this class was um and we'll see everybody likes to pick winners and losers right now unfortunately we won't know who won this draft for at least three years you, know, you got to give these guys some time to develop teams to build off of them and uh we'll go from there <clears throat> Yeah, so Amazon paying a billion dollars a season to carry 11 <laughs> Thursday night football games. Did you see what is reported that Apple's going to pay for NFL Sunday ticket? $2.2 billion per year. Oh, my God. Just to carry Sunday ticket. <laughs> Genius, though. Like, all of these streaming services are now realizing the potential. 
well, for sports. And honestly, I've never had Sunday ticket because I don't want Dish. Mm-hmm. But I'll buy Apple TV. 100%. And you know what Apple's going to do because they're just genius at it. They're going to mark it up so you have to pay like the top tier oh, Apple membership. 100%. For Sunday ticket. Like it won't be the $5 Apple TV. Absolutely not. Like it's But you know be- what though? You know what though? They would be smart to just offer... Okay, I don't. I don't have Apple TV. Let's say it's five bucks, ten bucks, and I don't know, thirty bucks, whatever it is. I think it's like fifty or sixty. It okay. might be eighty for the like the highest. Is that per month? Yes. But if they offered like okay, Sunday ticket holders, if you don't want any of the other Apple TV stuff, twenty bucks a month. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, because think about how many new users you would get. Like if I gotta pay, I love that. If I gotta pay eighty dollars a month, that's a tough sell with the family, you know. Especially since we don't have it now, it's not like I'm missing it. But if I could just be like, hey, for you know, two hundred bucks a year, I can get Sunday ticket. That's almost worth it to me. And I don't just put a stupid satellite dish on my house. <clears throat> uh, yeah, not not about that. But if you can stream it, phenomenal. I was really hoping ESPN Plus was going to get it since I already have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. That's the nice thing about Amazon Prime. I do have Prime already, so I'll be able to watch those. But but if you want all of it, what's annoying is now you have to have four services. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's so frustrating. I'm looking up the cost. So there is a five dollar option. There's an Apple One bundle that gives you Apple Music. Apple Arcade, the fitness app as well. That one's 14. 20 if you're a family, and then the Premiere is 30. Okay. You're right. They'll probably make you buy a Premiere membership, and then they'll include it. It's like UFC now. You want to buy a pay-per-view, you have to buy a year subscription to ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Well, it's all the stickiness too, right? Like now Apple has a reason. I'm intrigued to know how Android keeps up with apple because now apple has a reason you get people to buy the top tier membership for football well maybe how many of those convert to the ecosystem Mm. yeah that's not what we're here to talk about (laughs) that's just those are things that go through my head once you start throwing terms like ecosystem (laughs) out in terms Uh, of technology i'm out (laughs) mike mike turn off yeah turn off your mic um (laughs) before we before we sign off for the night I did want to bring up because you and I chatted about it briefly. Uh huh. You you had brought up that Des Bryant wants to return. He wants Ooh. to play for the Arizona Cardinals. Great. Yes. I don't know anything about the Des Bryant story, but I do know, and you did not. Did you know that Terrell Owens is still playing football? Mm-mm. Can we talk about that? He's Eight. how old? Yeah, how 48. old is he? He's forty-eight. <laughs> forty-eight. <laughs> And he's still playing football. Still doing push-ups and sit-ups in his driveway. I mean, to be honest, he looks good. <laughs> like, he looks fit. Um, but he uh, he's in that fan-controlled football league. It's like arena football, but the fans can vote on the play they call. Oh. So, like, as you're watching the game, you, like, vote on what play they should do, and then the team goes out and runs your play. Where do they play these games? It's it's like, like it's like arena league, so so it's kind of like blitz or like it just like yeah like, it's like seven on seven arena league football and the defense doesn't know the play. No, I mean they're getting their own play from their own fans. 
That is bizarre. Yeah, you have to check it out. Where do you watch it? Oh, great question. I think it's called Fan Controlled Football. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm jumping on Google to see this too. Um Yeah, you pick the name, design the logo and jerseys. And yeah, this is not fantasy. It's real. Yes. And anyway, so Terrell, Terrell Owens is in it. Not only is he playing in it, he like went up and caught a pass over a defensive back. And like, if you think about it, there's probably some like 23 year old kid who's like probably trying to use this as a stepping stone to yep. get to like the Canadian Football League or like just kind of like grind his way to the top. And he's got <laughs> dunked on by a 48 year old TO. Got mossed by Terrell Owens. <laughs> Which I got to be honest. I wouldn't mind getting mossed by Terrell Owens. That's fine. That's pretty. That's yeah. a fun story to tell your kids one day. Yes, 100%. And then they'll go, who's Terrell Owens? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's my wide receiver. That's my quarterback. Um, uh, yes. Wow. So, T.O., now, uh, is he making a, a comeback to the NFL? Dude, 48, come on. <laughs> he could catch a pass from Tom Brady and break, like, I would imagine – minimum 17 but but NFL dude listen records. listen to this so i know very little about fan control football fcf but people who played football at the fcs fcf venue yesterday tyree kill terrell owens Jameis winston kyle pitts mccall hardman and quavo so they get like huh. um oh, wait i'm sorry who's the last one quavo quavo <laughs> quavo quavo <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Tell, I have no idea who that is. Totally fine. <laughs> um, tell me, you live in like rural a, Wisconsin? Yes, a suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Without saying you live in yeah, a suburb. Tell me, you're a 32 year old white male with kids. Without telling me, you're a 32 year old white male with kids. Quavo. Um, I love Quavo too. Quavo, dude. Quavo. Don't, I dude, I love it. Is he? I mean, he's a rapper. He's a rapper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, the first time I knew I was old, I think I was probably like, I don't know, 27, 28. And we were in Madison for a football game. We got a hotel room, spent the night. Well, my wife's cousin at the time was enrolled there and they wanted a place to pregame before the game. So we were like, yeah, come on. All bunch of 21 year old kids to our hotel room. We're drinking, having a good time. Well, apparently our music wasn't good enough for them. So there's like 10 of these kids, you know, 21-year-old, 22-year-old kids, and they start playing on, they're like, we want to listen to Fetty Wap. And I'm like, what's a Fetty Wap? What's a Fetty Wap? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's it, man. I'm officially, I'm officially old. I have no idea who any of these people are. So this Fox News <laughs> and OutKick, both of them have the same headline. Jameis Winston throws pick six to Tyreek Hill in fan-controlled football. On brand for Jameis Winston. That's so can't, great. Can't stop, won't stop no. throwing interceptions. Nope. In, in the NFL or otherwise. <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out, this fan-controlled football, because yeah. they're getting like current stars to play. I need to see more. Like, Dude. I want to see the format. As an agent. Terrifying. Are you yes. getting tackled? Dude, like if Tyreek Hill blows his knee out, that voids his contract. What are you doing? Like, I'm sure they're like, I'm sure this is like a glorified scrimmage. Yeah. But still. It's, yeah, like, and you're a competitor, right? So, like, you're Tyreek Hill. 
you're like you're going 20%, right? You're it you're treating it as a warm up until you aren't. It's got a video up here. So it's like it's like two hand touch. Oh, okay. Oh, so there's so no So there's line. no pads, no yeah. tackling. And there's no line and um it really it is arena football. But still there's but a see, turf. But if I look at the so like this is um this must be like a celebrity thing. Because, like, look at T.O.'s got pads on. See, he's got full pads and helmet. During his third game, Terrell Owens got another touchdown. So, I don't know. We'll have to do some more research into the fan-controlled football league, but interesting stuff. Wow. T.O.'s still playing football. That was the big news out of that. Marshawn Lynch? Did you say that name? No. Is he playing? He's Dude, he owns an NHL team now. <laughs> he owns like he's a owner what? of the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> what? Yes. Marshawn Lynch owns an NHL team. I mean, he's one of. Yeah. But yes, he's uh, him. Dude, it was so funny. The announcement came out. It was like him and like some like white country music singer. Like that's, at the same time. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, he. Owns, I hope it's a, like Morgan Whalen and. No, no, no. Bank. It's it was a chick. Oh, that uh, makes it even better. Taylor Swift and Marshawn Lynch, part owners of the Seattle Kraken. They've added, oh, <laughs> I was way off on the woman country singer. Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> if you try no, really hard. No, no offense to Macklemore. <laughs> uh, that, I thought there was a chick in there, too. Those are fighting words, dude. You just, I just, you just called, called him a white, a white country chick. Yeah. Shania Twain. Yeah. Dalvin Cook and Richard Sherman are also like professional athletes that FCF has partnered with. I have promised to the audience we'll do more research into the FCF and we'll dig into that. But cool. done. Yeah. Wow. T.O. still playing real football at 48. That's Tom, Br- Tom Brady. Who? <laughs> yeah, for real. Although Tom's, you know, only just done it in the NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm. And only one Super Bowl is doing that in Seven his 40s. Wow. <clears throat> That's wild. Um, cool. I don't have anything else. Yeah, Des Bryant, 33. And there's just like a mini story saying he's just only 33. I feel like he's way older than he's that. He's been around for a while, right? Yeah. Well, when you come out when you're 21, 22, I suppose, 10, 11 years. Do you remember when he first came out? He was like the perfect Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. He, yeah. Jerry Jones had him like on a bedtime. So yeah, like cur- st- super straight curfew. Because he kept going to like strip clubs. Strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what you like. You know what you're like. Exact right. Exact. And if that energizes you, that makes you catch ten touchdown passes a game or uh, a like in a season. Sign me up. Sign him up. All right. Yeah. I don't have anything else for today, man. I don't either. Good stuff. Congrats to everybody who did hear their name or signed a contract. Keep grinding. Keep your head down. Work hard. It's not easy. Um, So congrats on making that far. And, um, yeah, we'll see what's in store for the next couple weeks. I'll certainly keep everybody updated. And um, we'll have uh, the meat locker. Mr. Brian Klemecki on again this week to break down all things draft. He's already sending me notes. <laughs> Guys. Hand, handwritten. 
multiple, on a, a seventy-sheet college-ruled <laughs> notebook on multiple pages. So I got I have more homework to do. Uh, get ready for him so I don't sound like an idiot because otherwise, you know, he's gonna sound better at my job than than I am. So we'll have him on this week to uh, break down the draft. We'll walk through it, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, yeah, then we're gonna kind of enter a long, a long. Uh, a long dark age of offseason football. So hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye.